eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh... And the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Hello. <laughs> We're here. Rain or shine. We do these shows. It's Pax What She Said. It's our recap episode. It is not a victory Monday. It is a depression Monday. It is the Packers lost to a bottom-of-the-barrel team Monday. But... We're still here to talk about it. Come commiserate with us. Maggie, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, it got to the point yesterday where I was like wanting to go into labor. And I don't think that that was something that I had on my bingo card for the 2022 Packer season. So that's where we're at. Cool. Well, Packers dropped uh, a doozy of a game on us. Uh, lost 23-21 away at FedEx Field against the Washington Commanders, led by none other than Taylor Heineke. And it was atrocious. Even when they were winning, it was ugly, ugly, ugly football. Um, Packers offense only put up 14 of those points because seven of them came off of a Devondre Campbell pick six. That was like the happiest I've been in weeks. Yeah. And then it mm-hmm. slowly deteriorated after that. Um, just this offense is broken. This offense has, the wheels are off. Um, they're not even falling off. They're already off. So we can start with the quarterback, go to the <laughs> offensive line, talk about the playmaker. Like, I don't even know where to go from here for this offense. It just, I mean, I think that, Every week, everyone is just so sick of the excuses. Like, we you know the the I tw- I put on Twitter like the first two drives by the offense I thought were really good. I know they didn't score on their opening drive, but then they had the Aaron Jones touchdown on their second possession, and I was like, okay, we're seeing some 
quick passing game or getting Aaron Jones involved. Like it's like the up tempo, like we're in rhythm, like Rogers isn't taking deep shots, like playing in the confines of the offense. The offensive line looked pretty good. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I feel pretty good about like, you know, how this is progressing to finish the day with 38 rushing yards. Yeah. Like what? I don't even know what to say anymore about it. I know. And and the counter to that argument is like, well, they weren't getting much on the Washington commander's front. Okay, get two (laughs) yards, get something. You cannot play offense if you are that unbalanced. You will not win. It will not work if Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are getting like 12 carries for four quarters. I don't care if they're only averaging two yards a carry. And more often than not, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon too, historically, although his season's been also a big question mark, but I know for a fact that Aaron Jones, when given opportunities, will make positive yardage out of seemingly nothing. But you won't know, and they won't move the ball unless you give him the ball, and they're not. Yeah, I'm like I, I don't, I don't understand why that's the case. To have eight attempts for Jones and four for Dylan, it just, it's, it's mind-boggling. And I know, you know, you can argue that he was the most involved in the passing game. He had the most targets. That doesn't really make me feel better right now, considering, you know, the state of the offense. And I I know we'll get there, but friend of the show, Cassidy Hill, reported that Alan Lazard was in the locker room today with his arm in a sling after already being, you know, without Randall Cobb and, you know, Sammy Watkins there got him on a snap count because of the hamstring. Christian Watson hasn't played in two weeks. Like, I know that we talked about the weapons not being an issue for the offense, and I didn't really believe that they were, but when you lose all of the weapons that you theoretically had, I mean, I just, I don't know where the offense goes from here. Honestly, I don't know. Like they keep saying like, we'll clean it up. You know, there's plenty to fix. And you look, you look at the tape each week and it's like, well, no, the same mistakes keep happening. Same mistakes. They're playing the same exact game over and over again. My issue right now is I just don't know what you build off of. Right, because you have to start somewhere. And I, I started thinking about this last night when I recorded Pack a Day with Alex Strofe. And I've been thinking about it more since then. And you just have no foundation right now. There's no baseline. There's no floor. Like, theoretically, it should be Aaron Jones and the run game. Unfortunately, it hasn't been. I don't know why. So I'm not going to keep going ahead and screaming into the ether for it to be that. It usually is Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is not playing well. So you can't even rely on like that little bit of Aaron Rodgers magic because he's just making inaccurate throws. And you have now lost all of your security blankets, unless you want to include Robert Tunyon in there. David Bakhtiari didn't play because his knee is so bad. Like it's just, it's all bad. It's just a whole mess of a train wreck. So Honestly, I think the Packers just really need to like dig deep once again and ask themselves what, who, who do we want to be right now? Do we want to be a team that just can't do anything right? Or do we want to say, okay, these one or two things are what are, are what, what's working well for me, it's Aaron Jones and attacking the middle of the field. That's like where Rogers has been really, really nice this season and then go from there. Or do we want to just keep asking for our per our quarterback's words, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too is like 
we we hear the front office or not the front office we hear the coaching staff say that they're making changes and they did right like the offensive line they talked about like you know we're looking things over and then they went into the game with a plan and it's unfortunate that David Bakhtiari couldn't play because of the knee but the offensive line held up well going against you know the Washington front for all the expectations that we had about how much they would struggle Rodgers didn't take a sack he was hit once so you know Maybe that's where you start. Like there has to be a place to start, but there's just, there's no building blocks. And I think that's, that's what's so confusing. And each game we come out of this with Matt LaFleur saying it's execution with Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, we need to be better. They're definitely not on the same page as far as what, you know, LaFleur wants to run and what Rodgers wants to run. And that can't make it any easier for a guy like Romeo Dobbs, who's supposed to, you know, kind of be in a larger role in this offense. Yeah. Just because there's no other options available. Like it's it's gotta be really tough to be a young guy right now trying to figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing. I completely agree with you. I mean, the Packers are not playing the way they should be playing to be successful. I feel like that's on Rogers. Like he's the one out there actually putting the ball where he wants it to go. And I agree. It could be totally confusing for a young guy who's studying the playbook from his coach, but then also expected to somehow have this like telepathy with his quarterback, which maybe he'll get there. Eventually he's had some really nice moments with Rogers so far coming back to the ball and back shoulder throws, et cetera. But he's not going to have that right now. He had a really great, interview actually post game where he was like very confident that things will click for him and very confident he has a nice quiet confidence that I like Mm -hmm. that this offense is gonna get there he just knows that it's gonna take some time but to your point he's basically learning two playbooks like they they all need to know basically two playbooks and if Rodgers wants to simplify things then maybe we just gotta go with one and that one (laughs) should be the coaches. And I think the concerning part is, you know, I, I agree. I think the offense can get there. I think that we've seen things like a lot of it is just the dumb mistakes that, you know, the guys talk about like, Hey, we had a really good week of practice. All these mistakes are cleaned up. Then why isn't it translating to the actual game? If you're not making these mistakes, like, you know, the Sammy Watkins unblocked, you know, stop on fourth down or Romeo Dobbs could have just, you know, if he had like an extra two feet, gets the first down just how does that stuff continuously happen you know that's I think the question mark is like where are these mistakes coming from is it that you know everybody's trying to make a play and you know you get like so in your head about it that you just like you lose your assignment because it's week eight now and we kept saying like oh well they'll figure it out it's week four it's week five like the Packers are three and four they have 10 games left to play and you, you realistically need to win at least six, probably seven yeah. to get into the playoffs. And who are they playing? The Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Vikings. Like, it's, it's not going to get the Rams could bounce back Super Bowl team. Like, it's not going to get any easier from here. It's just going to get progressively harder. Yeah. I have a weird take that I want your feedback I'm on. I'm ready. And I don't know if I believe it, but I'm just going to like put it out there as a discussion topic. Okay. The Packers always feel like they play down to their competition. Do we feel like maybe going up against better competition, having that like increased level of competitiveness 
do we think that they start executing better against better teams or are they just like so bad this season and this is not the same as the last few years and they're just going to poop the bed against the bills. It's, it's really kind of funny and scary that you say that because I was thinking about that today because the Rogers comments frustrated me how he said, like, maybe this is the best thing for us. And like, nobody's going to give us a shot in Buffalo. And like Rogers plays really well when he's got that mindset and it kind of, I mean, the Packers were sitting a lot better last season, but it almost reminded me in a way of like going into Arizona. I knew you were going to say that. Without Devontae, they're an undefeated team. Like, and I'm not saying I think the Packers are going to go into Buffalo and like, you know, show up the bills. If they did, I would be obviously very thrilled. Don't necessarily see that happening with this team. But I was wondering that, like, is it like a competition thing? But the problem I have with that is, why does Matt LaFleur, why does the coaching staff, why do the leaders on this football team let the team play down to their competition yeah. then? Like, oh, 100%. I'm not saying it's a good way to right. be. I'm just thinking more about exactly like you said, like the way Rodgers gets with the chip on his shoulder, the way this team tends to go into certain games. I was absolutely thinking about the Cardinals game last year. It's a very different team this year and they have a very different record. But I mean, I totally agree with you this is not a good way to be you should not only show up for games when you're playing competition that you feel is your equal or better than you get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, and the thing is, like, I, I just, I question, and I don't know, like, we've talked about how there's a lot of quiet leaders on the team. And there's not a lot of juice and like, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like there's certain energy that you'd maybe look for in a team. Like when Robert Sala comes out of the Jets game and talks about how it's a team that you can punch in the mouth and they don't respond. Like, how is that not like, you know, just like mounted everywhere in your locker yeah. room? Like that would piss me if somebody said like you can punch her in the mouth and she folds. I don't even like I wouldn't even be able to respond to that. That would make me so livid and angry that I would want to do like everything in my power to come out swinging the next time and it just feels flat like there's just even when the Packers are up you know 14 to 3 it just feels flat and I don't you know it's like did you feel comfortable the entire game because even up 14 3 I'm like all right like don't see much more happening from the offense like you would have thought that the Devondre Campbell pick six would have been this like huge momentum swinger where now this team is like we got this we have two score lead this is a bad team we know this is our get right game like let's go out there and show them and then next thing you know Amari Rogers is fumbling a punt and <laughs> the commanders are right back in it and you know and there are other things right like 
Rasul Douglas should have had a scoop and score. I thought that was a really, really, really awful legal contact call. Yeah. But like, you cannot be relying on your defense to score enough points for you to win. That's not their job. Offense has to go out there and execute. And again, like questionable decisions on third downs. Like they did not convert a single third down in this game. You are not going to win football games if you can't convert on third down, right? You want, you need two yards. You don't hand the ball off to either of your running. It's just so many things are still continuously happening that we've been saying the last few weeks aren't working. So for me to look ahead at the schedule and think, Oh, well, the Packers are going to be able to show up against a better team. They haven't shown me that they can even like correct mistakes that they've been making for four weeks now. And I think the frustrating part too is, and it's not to like, we've never, you know, gone on this podcast and called for anyone's job. Like that's not the brand of, you know, common like analysis that we do here, but I don't understand. Like Matt LaFleur today was talking about Amari Rogers and like, they're looking at all of their options because you got to hang on to the football. And it's like, why are the coaches continuing to put guys in situations for multiple weeks before there's any type of adjustment or trial? Like we finally saw, what I thought was a pretty decent showing from the offensive line. They finally, you know, maybe fixed one of the issues there and it took up until week seven. Like, like why is there such a disconnect? We've Jair played fantastic press man last week against Garrett Wilson. Obviously McLaurin is one of the best in the business. He's going to get his, you know, we can talk about the defense in a little bit, but you know, he even said like, it doesn't shake my confidence because I know if we play the same game tomorrow, I'll get mine. So, you know, it's like a lethargy almost like they just can't like. It's almost like as a player led team, the players get like too much of a benefit of the doubt. Like I, I almost wish that this coaching staff would be a little bit more ruthless with their expectations because if you get bent like a Bill Belichick style, like you fumble the ball, you don't get touches. I don't care what you look like in practice. I don't care what you've done before, respectfully. But, like, go sit in your timeout and think about what you did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, next man up mentality. And we've seen a little bit of that mentality the last couple of seasons, right? Where guys get hurt, somebody comes up and ends up playing really nicely. And we're not even – like like you said, the offensive line. Put Zach Tom in for the first time. Played great. Played great at, for what he was asked to do. We could have had that problem fix, what, three weeks ago? I just, I'm not advocating for this coaching staff to like treat players poorly. And I appreciate this player led mentality. But at some point, I think Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry need to say, you are not executing to our standards. Therefore, you do not get the opportunity to execute. And like, I think that's the perfect, Amari Rogers is the perfect example of that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, it's like what we talked about at the top of the show. It just, I appreciate what they're doing, like you said, and how they lead the football team in moments, but you're going into week eight. Like you are legitimately out of time now to start trying to correct some of this stuff. And that's not to say like, I know we at the, you know, the preview show said like three and three and four isn't necessarily a death sentence. Four and four isn't three and five doesn't have to end your season, but it sure as hell puts a lot, a lot, a lot more pressure on getting these mistakes corrected. And we talked about like, 
what do you have to do to feel comfortable and confident with this team moving forward? And we talked about how this game was a must win game. And we said like, if they put up a fight, you know, that resiliency, the adversity, the response to, you know, being down, like maybe we'll feel a little bit better. And I just haven't found anything yet that gives me any type of confidence that this team can respond when the chips are down. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't feel that way at all. And, you know, it was obviously they were down to the, the Packers offense, get the ball back. And I was sitting there and I was thinking about how in any other season in my memory, basically, especially with Aaron Rodgers, it always felt like the Packers could come back. Mm-hmm. It always felt like a fourth quarter comeback was in the cards. And it was the first time as a fan that I was like, they're going to lose this game. There's no way the offense can go down the field. We saw it last season with the 49ers game, right? Where they had like 35 seconds to get, get the ball down the field and go get a field goal. Granted, I'm pretty sure that entire, like, what was it? Like 50 something yards, all of that, all those chunks went to Devontae Adams. However, it's really more my point about Aaron Rodgers And you just don't feel that. And I don't know if it's skill. I don't know if it's heart. I don't know what it is. I mean, they don't even let him throw a Hail Mary anymore. They have to do some weirdo lateral play. Matt LaFleur had an explanation for it. All right, whatever. You thought they were going to blitz. Okay. Do you not trust his arm anymore? I just, I have so many more questions than I have answers at this point. And you're right. It is, we are out of time here. You are sub 500. You're likely going to be three and five after next week and very much out of the playoff picture, even, even in an NFC that is wide open. There are like two good teams and I still don't know if the Packers are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I think, you know, that I, I was talking to Monty on Twitter about this yesterday and that's, I think what's, what's so frustrating is you've got the Rams you've got the bucks, you've got a, the, the Niners. There's a lot of teams that were pegged and like circled in as these are going to be the playoff teams in the NFC and none of them are performing well. So the door was like blown open where even if you don't necessarily win the division, there's going to be wild card spots up for grabs. And what do the Packers do? They start losing all their tiebreakers to NFC opponents. If it comes down now to a seventh seed and it's the Packers and the Giants, guess who's not in the playoffs? If it w- randomly comes down to the Packers and the Commanders, guess who's not in the playoffs? Like, that's what's frustrating. The Jets lost stings and we're like, okay, maybe the Jets are a better, better football team than we you know, expected them to be. It's the NFC losses that it's like, you know, it's like the old Mike McCarthyism. You got to win all your home games. You split your division games. And then you you have like a toss up, just a couple left to win. Yeah. And the Packers aren't even doing that. Like it, And we talked about at the top of the show how many playoff teams or quote unquote playoff teams right now are left on the schedule. The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Vikings, the Bills, the Dolphins, like the Rams. Isn't that like eight of their neck? Like, and then they've got what the Lions and Bears? Like, okay. No, it's bleak. It's very, very, it's very bleak out here right now for a Packers fan. <laughs> I do want to save some time for the defense because while I do not believe that the defense is to blame for the Packers record at the current moment, I do find them to be very fickle. Yeah. They're playing better, right? They're clearly like, They're on the precipice 
of being, I don't know how to say this properly, I guess. I feel like they're on the precipice of something, right? We're seeing them get to the ball a little bit more. We're seeing them rally to the ball. We're seeing Devondre start like Quay, Devondre start tackling better. There's a lot of things that like they're starting to get to. They're not losing the Packers games because the offense can't score points. But sometimes in like really crucial moments, they fold. And I don't think it matters really if you have five interceptions and fumble recoveries, et cetera, if when the game is on the line, you give up a first down, right? It doesn't matter anymore what you did before. You have to be able to like show up in those big moments. And that's where they're still just not doing it. Yeah. And I mean, just the energy that they had the beginning of the game, you know, it was like Rasul Douglas looked like he was on pace for like 36 PBUs. Like they were flying around. Jair had a couple almost picks. Devondre obviously got his pick six. They were getting pressure. Taylor Heineke had like a garbage first half, you know, and then it's like the wheels fall off. We talk about it at what feels like the last four weeks where, you know, it's the dam breaks. And I think it's just the expectation that, you know, yes, the defense can can hold teams to 14, 17 points. And I think that's kind of what's been so frustrating about this this team so far is that for years it's been the offense can put up points, but the defense is going to give the game away. And now we finally have a defense that's like, hey, you know, we gave up like 17 points. You think you can put up 20? Nope. Nope. Even if the defense spots them seven, like even if we give you a pick six, can the and I think that's just you know we talk about playing a complete game and firing on all cylinders, and I just don't know if that exists for the twenty twenty two Packers. I don't know what firing on all cylinders looks like an offense that puts up more than fourteen points and a defense that gets at least one turnover. Like, is that is that playing a complete game? I I don't know. The bar is so low. Like the bar is so low. No, I mean, I think that the simple answer is the Packers offense just needs to be better. I mean, that's like this defense is doing everything they can. They can't be on the field as often as they are. 37 minutes against yeah. the commanders. You just can't. You're there. You're setting them up for failure no matter how good they play. So the offense just needs to step up. I was about to curse really badly just there. They need to step up. <laughs> I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. Like they needed to step up yesterday. They needed to clean up what everything we're talking about yesterday. Like Matt LaFleur, give Aaron Jones the ball like 45 times next week. Just see what happens. Go overboard on it. I just want to know because whatever you're doing right now, like do the opposite of it because it's not working. I'm getting really mad now. <laughs> I don't want this to be like the sound bite that's clipped, but I just, I genuinely want your thoughts on this. And I'm, I'm not saying bench Aaron Rodgers. The Packers would never do that. Mm-hmm. But do you think this offense looks different under Jordan Love? Like, do you think the way that he would run the offense because it would be the Matt Lafleur offense? Like, do you think there there's any difference in the success of the offense if it's purely I mean Jordan Love is more mobile and again I'm not saying Ben Aaron Rodgers I want to put that out there Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback he's coming off back-to-back MVP seasons yeah but do you think the offense looks different if you have a different type of quarterback running it so hypothetically if Rodgers was not in the picture and it's Jordan Love at quarterback yes um I'm just curious I think 
it's hard to say because this offense isn't running well. So like to say that they'd be more limited in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, how much more limited could they be? (laughs) But I think you get less checks at the line. I think you get less off scripted plays. I think you get a guy who's more willing to run for first downs. We've seen Rogers hesitate doing that all season so far and not be able to move the chains. I do wonder what the deep passing game looks like because for all of Jordan Love's faults to this point, the guy's got a gorgeous, gorgeous deep ball. So I don't know. I think it would be a purer version of the Matt LaFleur offense. I think you would have less profanities being yelled at your teammates (laughs) on the field during games. Yeah. I have wondered to spit a hypothetical back at you. Let's say Packers are in no way, shape or form making the playoffs. They're uh, sub 500 later, like fourth quarter of this season. You're, You're going into a year where you need to make a very serious decision about your backup quarterback. You need to decide what you're going to do right with Jordan Love. Do you just say the season's already a wash? We might as well answer one of our unanswered questions and play him. I just I don't see that sitting well with anybody like I I don't think there's a world where Rodgers especially if he's actually mulling retirement as severely as we think that he is like if this could be his last season even if this is a team that ends like six and eleven I just to give Jordan Love like the last couple games of the season I think would just just blow everything up the Eli Manning treatment yeah I just ooh that would be the Matt Ryan treatment as of today <laughs> just yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it's, I know, it's like, a crazy question. It's a crazy question. And I know no one wants to answer it or think about it. And I think it's a total lose-lose situation. You're really, the, I think the Packers have found themselves in a really, really, really bad spot. Bad spot for this season, a bad spot for the future. Just it's, there. it's bad all around. So let's let's spin it back. To, <laughs> let's let's go back to the season. It was fun to go down the hypothetical, but it's just I mean it's interesting to think about because we're we're These talking are the about questions that come up when your team's playing poorly. To be quite honest with you, because we've gone through all the ways that this team in the current moment can try to fix things, they're not doing it. So your mind starts to wander. Well, and okay, you know the Packers are three and four. We've already said this isn't a season-ending loss for them. Being three and five next week doesn't mean it's a season ending loss for them if they leave Buffalo with a loss, but it does make you start to think about things like what the 2023 season looks like, because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't Mm -hmm. get to the playoffs and he decides to retire, this is still your offense. Like, yes, you can maybe get a couple players in the draft. We talk about the defense on paper, but this is what the offense is, you know? So it's just, it's interesting to think about what the offense could look like long-term, even beyond this season because you know maybe they figure it out next year i don't know we'll see you're, maybe they correct it by then your extra caps draft because you just <laughs> the guy 50 million dollars a year um we're going into the toughest game on the schedule yep. bills are also coming off their bye yep. so that's fun for them it's in buffalo and it's prime time and they just won a huge momentum building game, a tiebreaker in the AFC. Yep. So 
we're going to have our, our preview show of the Bills, so we don't need to get into it too much at the end of the show. But I will say, just talking about the way that this Packers team has been playing and kind of the lack of heart that they keep coming out in against bad teams, I think really all I need to see is some fight going yeah. forward. They'll be three and five after next week. I, I understand that. Even if they lose and they fight for it, that is really at this point what I want to see. Yeah, I think it's just the the lip service that needs to stop. You know, every week Matt LaFleur says it's unacceptable. We need to get Aaron Jones more touches. We need to run the ball more. And then nothing happens. So until those words actually become actions, it doesn't matter, right? Like Aaron Rodgers can be upset at the sidelines. He can come out and say, I think this is good for us. Okay, then prove that it was a good thing. You know, like you can't just say like, maybe this will be good for us. And then lay an egg like it. It's just that's not how it works. This team has to galvanize at some point, And this is maybe the game to do it. And if you can't, then I think that answers the questions that this team has been trying to find the answers to. If you can't galvanize eight weeks into the season, I just don't think you're going to. Yeah, I agree. Oh, this is so bleak. <laughs> OK, Perry, why don't you end on a positive? <laughs> just kidding. I uh, I uh, don't have a ton of positives, honestly, about this team right now. Um, I really like some of the young guys. I think that for the future of their careers, this is probably a real character building season for them. Uh, I like their potential. I love. I still love our defense. I am oscillating on how I feel about the way they're being coached, but so far, at least that side of the ball is making adjustments. So it's the least they can do. And I hope Rashawn Gary is okay. Yeah. I just, I just have to put this on the screen. The fact that Debbie Downer is even trying to like when your name is Debbie Downer and you're still trying to come up with like a, a positive, I think that, uh, I think that that just tells the state of this, uh, this yeah. 2022 Packers team, but no, I, I think my takeaway from this and what I've been trying to think about is that we are only seven weeks into the season. And I know, you know, we said that, you know, flip it and like, oh man, we're already seven weeks into the season, but the NFC is wide open right now. You know, take the Vikings and the Eagles and the Giants maybe and call them the upper echelon of like, which is gross. Like I hate putting the Vikings up there, obviously, but there's, there's spots open. You know, nobody thought the Bucks were going to have this kind of season. Nobody thought the Rams are going to have this kind of season. So if the Packers can get it together and just, you know, make something happen and go down swinging and just, you know, start to rally and get the momentum and start to galvanize, all hope is not lost. Okay. I like it. All hope is not lost. A lot of hope is lost, but not all. <laughs> not all of the hope. Just like most just, of the hope. Just like 85%. It's still a B. Oh gosh. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I hope um our commiseration does something positive for you. Packers are three and four, and they're going into Buffalo. We will talk about it on our show later this week. Please tune in. Uh you can follow us at PWSS Podcast on Twitter, Packs What She Said on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube, which is probably how you are listening to this. You can follow Maggie at Maggie J. Loney on Twitter. You can follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein. Um, 
feel free to reach out with all of your feelings. Your feelings are valid. And <laughs> go back home. Go back home. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 